Today's episode is brought to you by the professionals at Olive Branch Bookkeeping. As a business owner, it's important to stay on top of your finances, but that can be difficult to do on your own. That's where Olive Branch Bookkeeping comes in. They will assist in monitoring income and expenses, allowing you to make decisions that are critical to the success of your business. Don't wait any longer. Reach out to Olive Branch Bookkeeping today by visiting the link in the show notes and start moving your business in the right direction financially. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Carrie Briner. And today, our subject is going to be the broke business owner. Mm, I like it. (laughs) I mean, I don't like it. I like the topic. Before we get into that, though, uh, just a reminder, if you guys, obviously, if you're new to the show, make sure you go check out our Facebook group. Um, It's a group that we created that we wanted to build a community for realtors, entrepreneurs, business owners to collaborate and keep the discussions we have here on the podcast going in that group. Yeah, we love um, the contribution. We love having this conversation. Andy and I have said this multiple times before because it helps us. Mm -hmm. Um, These are conversations that we have to help our own growth. um, And obviously, we would like to pay it forward and help others. But we know you guys have other comments and struggles and successes and things that you can share that will help us and others. So the Facebook group is a great place to do that. Yep. Okay, so I had this idea to talk about the subject as being a broke business owner. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I've had the pleasure of having a ton of people on my podcast Mm -hmm. in the past. So business owners, entrepreneurs, um, and then I'm friends with a lot of people who are in that space as well. And something that I've always been surprised with are how many people I meet or talk to or are friends with that are on the brink of losing everything at any given time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's all too common. We don't talk about it. We don't discuss, we think that, you know, we may even see someone's business growing and not realize that they're financially in a hole. Right. Um, And there's a lot of, I probably, there's no way I can cover all the scenarios in this today or reasons Mm why, but I have a few that I can talk about. So, um, you know, many times I've talked to people and they're making less than they were as an employee. Mm -hmm. And so why do it? right? Mm -hmm. Why would you be a business owner if you're going to be making less than you were as an employee? And, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you think those reasons are? I would say the number one reason is the ego. Okay. So interesting that you picked this topic, because for many years, I was literally looking at the P&Ls of, in a six-year period of time, close to a thousand real estate entrepreneurs. And um, they actually had P&Ls? Yeah, because they were all real estate teams. And well, they didn't all have P&Ls. <laughs> they gave us their, um, sometimes just their profits without losses, and sometimes <laughs> their losses without profits, and then we would help them uh, construct one. But we needed to actually look at some sort of P&L or some sort of financial document in order to assess the partnership. And so <clears throat> I learned a tremendous amount about that. And then as I started to coach people, the financials were part of the conversation. And so what was really interesting is, it very tendency was the more business that they were doing, the less money they were actually making. Yep. The problem, the reason they kept doing it though, was because at that point it was more of an ego situation than it was a financial situation, meaning they had spent all of these years growing a business to the level that it was. And then it was more the perception yes. of success that held them back from actually making any changes. And so they would just literally be like operating in this 
mode of barely making enough money or them having to sell so much real estate on their own to be able to cover the expenses to to actually pay their family right. that um, nobody knows that. And so that's the whole concept of you think that people are successful because you see what you see on social media and then you have no idea what it's really, what the reality is. So how much you make does not equate to how much you keep. And I think that's your point. Yep. Yeah. And I've got a few mm-hmm. scenarios, but you know, I think it comes down I think ego is a big part of it, and it's it's not one of the things I had on here, but I believe it comes down to freedom and that deep belief you can build something bigger than yourself, mm-hmm. right? Which may be, you know, like you said, you see other people who are building these big businesses and go, oh, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Whether you've understood your why or your purpose, you just are going after it. Yeah. But you don't understand what they're making, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And freedom is something that we both hear a lot from real estate agents, People get into the business because they want freedom. And I think most business owners leave an, an employee position because they mm-hmm. want the freedom to choose how their day is, what, what how they can build their own business. But the freedom aspect of it um, may be why you got into business, but it's also one of the biggest reasons why people fail. Yeah. They don't they want the freedom to choose how to run their business. They want the freedom to, you know, buy whatever they need or hire the right people. You know, but they don't understand when. I think so. This is where I go go into like sequencing. Mm-hmm. So, the freedom to buy things or hire people you feel will support your business um, or make easier for you. You know, unfortunately, in this area, a lot of times we do it at the wrong time, mm-hmm. or we do it at the wrong time, or in the wrong, um, well, sequence. Yeah, so. yeah, it's all about sequence. I mean, it's interesting about the whole freedom thing. Because that's why people get into business on their own. But the the reality is that they come into entrepreneurship rejecting all discipline, time blocking, scheduling, systems, yeah. because they didn't like that or they thought they didn't like that in corporate America. They didn't like being told what to do. They didn't like they had to show up from eight to five. They didn't like they had to use this. They didn't. Right. So they literally come out rebellious and rejecting all things that are actually going to make them successful. And so I always tell people that discipline is the only thing that will ever give you freedom. And if you think that coming into entrepreneurship means you don't have to discipline yourself, it's exact opposite of that. And so what you're saying is it's sequencing. It's having an understanding of how to build a business, having the discipline to move through those and actually follow it, and then literally discipline yourself, your priorities, your time blocking, your hiring process. I mean, everything should be strategic, Yep. should be disciplined, should be structured, whether you like it or not. Well, and if you're an ambitious entrepreneur, let's just say you're not struggling with the freedom aspect of like, you know, uh, you still work and grind mm-hmm. all day, but maybe you're trying to do move 10 where it should be, you're, you're trying to do move 10 when you should be on move three. Yeah. You know, so that's a big one. But, and this is going to be a little plug for my wife's business because it, it really ties into all of this and why she started her company. So mm-hmm. if you guys have been listening to the show for any period of time, you've heard the Olive Branch bookkeeping commercials and that's my wife's company. But something we noticed is that we were super disciplined on how I'm not saying we did everything perfect. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll share a story in a little bit of where we we lost a lot of money. Um, but we were really disciplined on how we managed our money. Mm-hmm. We review our finances when we're spending too much every month on certain tools. Because I am one of those people, as I'm moving, it's like, oh, I need to, I need mm-hmm. this in my business. I need to hire this person. I need to pay for this CRM because it's going to make all the difference in the world, and my business is going to be mm-hmm. is going to solve you know it's going to solve all the problems. Mm-hmm. 
the problem is I get overly ambitious sometimes before looking at numbers and then realize, okay, that didn't fix everything. Mm -hmm. So when we're struggling in business in certain areas, we're thinking, you know, we're thinking, oh, we want to have this big company, so I need to do this, this, and this. You haven't even set the foundation yet, Mm -hmm. but you don't know because you haven't reviewed finances. You don't understand, you don't understand your own finances in your business. Mm -hmm. So the story I was going to share is that when we were running a real estate team, some of the big mistakes I made were I wanted, I had this vision of growing a large real estate team, Mm -hmm. like 20 people, very similar to what your husband does. Mm -hmm. And I I wanted to do something big. That's just how my brain works. Mm -hmm. But what I started doing was I wasn't building enough of a foundation before I started adding on expenses. Yeah. So it's like I would have, I had agents join. I'm like, oh, cool. I want to have, I want to be able to support them with these services, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I have a marketing, full-time marketing person and I'm going to do the CRM and I'm going to I'm going to go rent the big office because mm-hmm. I felt like I needed that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those things are what pushed us farther behind. Because mm-hmm. now I front loaded everything with all these expenses, hoping that things would get paid for. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't truly looking at my finances. Right. And I had another agent who's local in town came into my office and we were talking. And he's like, so how profitable are you? And I had to just flat out, I'm not going to lie to him. I said, we're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we weren't profitable. Um, in, you know, month to month. Right. We were watching the expenses. In my mind, though, I kept thinking, it's like if you, you ever see that movie, Feel the Dreams? If they build it, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, and that's what we all think as entrepreneurs. And it's, but I, I recognized that in myself and went, okay, I'm making some huge mistakes. And so yeah. we, we pulled back and really, yeah. sh- you know, shrunk things down. But I see other business owners doing mm-hmm. it. And when I try to, just at least give them some of my own experience, they've got to go through the pain themselves. Many times, yeah. But it happens more than not. And I think that if anyone was who's listening to this was being honest and l- like reflected, mm-hmm. you're probably doing some of these things the mm-hmm. same way. Yeah. But, it's, but I think it comes down to sequencing too. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see something grow to a level 10. Yeah. And I, so I'm trying to do move 10 where I should be back on move two or three. Yeah. Well, because we're overly ambitious, optimistic. We are entrepreneurs, you know? I mean, we there are some tendencies that we have. You know, when I started in a, a the position to grow the brokerage, <clears throat> I wanted to go and hire like six people because I, I had confidence that I could, you know, grow the brokerage. And um, my business partner at the time was like, well, how about this? <laughs> you know, bring in this many people and then you can get this higher and bring in this many people, then we'll hire this. Yes. And that was one of the best lessons I learned from him is moving forward. That's what I did in different business, um, you know, growth opportunities that I've had is get to a certain level and reward yourself with that staff member at that time because you've earned the right because you brought in a certain amount of income in order to do it. Yep. And that isn't as natural for those of us that are just ambitious and optimistic, like we're going to make it happen and we need this to, to be able to, you know, build it first. And that was a great example for me to learn from it, to say I didn't have to have everything right. already there to bring people to my vision. So see, I think that's the that's the issue. I think the issue is, is that many times as builders, as entrepreneurs, we think we have to have it all in place to cast the vision yep. and the vision and the purpose and the... Uh, you know, everything that you're sharing is actually what will draw the right people to you. And then the people and you can start to build something that then you can earn the right to add to or make that make it clear that they're part of the prop, the opportunity that 
will get you guys to the next piece of the vision, but that's yeah. the sequencing. So I've used that experience, that first experience, because it worked very well and it was actually quite successful and we did it in phases and it motivated me to actually go out there and grow to get to that next level of right. service or opportunity or office space or staff member it's or like leverage. It really is. And then, you know, as building the growth collaborative, I've done very similar things because initially my gut was, again, I need to start hiring all these people and doing all these things because I knew what I wanted to build um, before I even brought anybody in. And I said, nope, I have to remind myself, I got to go cast the vision. And then when I get to a certain point, I'll do this. When I get to a certain point, I'll do this. And that has helped me tremendously, you know, get to where we are in one year's time. And you don't have to have it all at the beginning. So I think it's our egoic part of our mind, again, telling us a story that we believe. And so if we can just stop and go, well, is that really true? Do I really need to have all of that before this happens? Probably not. So let me think differently about this. And then you you are more in a sequence and you're more in a structure that's going to be sustainable. So that's a good point. I think well, a lot of people do that. And planning your moves. Planning, like if you really are reflecting on your, your business goals, and I think kind of going back to our previous podcast, I mentioned the the goal planning sheet that I have. Yeah. That's where I think it keeps you on track because if you know, you know, 10 years down the road, you want to be at step 10 mm-hmm. or whatever it is, work it backwards and don't overshoot it. Yeah. You know, you could get it done in a shorter period of time. So I don't want to make it sound like not to try to achieve that, but just doing things in the right order and planning mm-hmm. those checkpoints. So some of the actionable items I had was learn how to manage your business finances and pay yourself. Yes. And, you know, if you don't understand what you're making, like you might think, and I use a lot of real estate lingo because it's, um, that's what we do. What we do, yeah. So, but I want this to be impactful for anyone else who's listening, who runs a different business. You might think that you have a commission check coming in for a certain dollar amount, Mm -hmm. right? Let's just say you made $5,000 on a transaction. Um, that's great. You see that total, Mm -hmm. but what about all the other money leading up to that sale that you put into it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand your finances and it's making sure you pay yourself first. Yeah. Um, Can I add something to that? Here's yeah. a, And this is real estate related, but I believe we probably have a lot of realtors listening to us. And I think you can back this in if you're a financial, if you own a financial advising term or, or a firm or a um, insurance firm or any of these other kind of sales driven. When you first start, you keep 100% of your commission minus your expenses. So that's the foundation Andy's talking about to lay out. Yep. It's a whole other different conversation and level of, of knowledge that you have to make sure that you understand when you start bringing people into your world that are going to sell for you because now you have the same expenses, probably plus more expenses, plus a cost of sale. So it's interesting because people will sometimes not think about that and they're like, well, if I sold 40 homes last year, I'm going to now have other agents sell 40 homes. Well, no, the other agents have to sell 80 homes or, you know, whatever number that is in order to actually equate to the same profitability. And there's more support to have And you're going to have more expenses. Yes, Yes. exactly. So then it ends up being maybe 90 homes. And so you actually have to understand what that looks like. Well, then you think, oh, I only needed to have two more agents. Nope. Now you actually probably have to have five more agents to do 90 homes. And so you aren't understanding what actually changes in your business when you start bringing other people in. And I think that was one of the biggest things I noticed is that people didn't factor for that. One of the mistakes I made was looking at my current expenses, thinking that those expenses would equate to having 20 agents. Yeah, It's like, okay, well, if I, you know, I broke down numbers and we we were pretty detailed. Like Mm -hmm. my wife, that's what she does is bookkeeping. So 
we had all this stuff, but when you look at projections, it's got to be, it's never going to end up being as profitable as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. If you do 10 listings, I'm just throwing a number out there. Let's say as a small team, you do 10 listings a month, but as a large team, you do 50. Just the expenses on listings alone can five times your expenses in an area that you maybe just I didn't think about that. I was right. thinking about the agent expenses and, you know, the space expenses, but no, even the cost of doing more business expenses. Yeah. But this is where understanding your profitability really comes into place. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to sit here and just plug her business too much, but it's as a real estate agent, we, most people in real estate don't even know their profit and loss mm-hmm. in general. That's why yeah. I made the joke earlier. It's true. So, but what if you could know your profit and loss for your overall business, but you knew your profit and loss for every transaction? Mm-hmm. If you have a listing and you understand your profit and loss traditionally, like you're, you have 30% margins on a, on a listing or whatever the number mm-hmm. is, right? You're able to make more confident decisions when you have that kind of power behind you. Yeah, for sure. If you know you spend on average $1,000 for every buyer, you know what price points you need to be in. You know where your profit margins are. And so- Instead of implementing a brand new system, thinking it's going to solve all the problems, learn if you have the profit margins to do it or if you need to increase your sales to be able to handle that expense. Yes. And so it comes back to, you know, hiring someone if you don't know how to do it or Mm -hmm. learning how to do it and Mm -hmm. actually implementing it. Um, The next one I had is planning your moves in business Mm -hmm. and have the checkpoints in place like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, You know, having checkpoints in place like that are going to make you feel more confident confident when you're implementing new things or adding new people mm-hmm. and that you're doing it at the right times and that your business can actually afford it. And this is kind of a weird concept because I think there's times when you need to add tools and you know that it will actually grow your business. Yeah. But you have to be aware of, are you adding this? Is it truly going to bring more to your top line revenue or is mm-hmm. it just going to be something that you realize caused more of a ripple? down the road. Yeah, that's actually, that's a topic we should dive into is, you know, you just said that it brings more confidence to know that you're implementing the right tools or the right people in your business at the right time. Either people will forego doing something that they really need to do and it's impacting their growth and they're, because they're too nervous. Yes. And they should be making the hire, but they're not. Well, that's because they don't have the confidence because they don't know their numbers. Um, And that's a detriment or they're, hiring too fast or the wrong person and they can't afford it. And that's, that's the wrong thing too. But either way, it comes down to not knowing your numbers to make the decision confidently. But it would be really interesting to talk about when you do make that move because you are confident, because you know your numbers. Um, there's some things that you can do to actually really safeguard that. So we'll talk about that on another episode. Yeah. The next one I would say is buy the book, Your Next Five Moves by Patrick Bet Bet David. Um, if you guys are readers, um, or if you're not a reader and you like listening to books, like it's a really impactful book and, um, I highly recommend it. I just finished it today awesome. and it's just one of those things that helps you kind of dive into what moves need to be next. And he, he uses the, um, he uses the term, he, like he talks about chess players, mm-hmm. like a master chess player is going to understand their next five, 10 moves. Yes. They're not looking at just the next one or two. And most of us get caught up in the next one or two moves because we're in the moment and we're busy and we're just like, oh, yeah, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. Is that next decision going to be a detriment to the next five, 10 years, 20 mm-hmm. years of your business? Um, and then I had, you know, contact a bookkeeping firm, whether mm-hmm. it's Olive Branch Bookkeeping that we promote or whether it's someone else. 
but you should be talking to somebody about your finances. And it's, it's hard in business, right? Especially in real estate. Like we want to go after the flashy things. We want to have the marketing. We want to have the social media that shows this presence online because we're all sales driven. Mm -hmm. All of our actions tend to just drive towards, well, is this going to bring me another deal? Mm -hmm. But if you're bringing in more and more deals and you've seen this with teams, yeah. You could have a team that's doing 100 transactions a year and they're making less than they would if they were a solo agent. Very commonly. But because they're probably not understanding their numbers. Yeah. So. Or they're just overspending and they don't focus on it. And what I what I think about bookkeeping from my experience is it brings awareness. Like we've yeah. talked about in every episode, there's just like... And what does awareness bring for you? the ability to make good decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't know what you don't know. Which then gives you more confidence that yes. you can grow. And I think it really helps people grow faster, which is why we started that company. It was like, yeah. we have a passion for seeing people succeed. And too many people get stuck in the, the rat race of just selling more homes. And that doesn't mean but they're making sell, more money. <laughs> yeah, you could sell more homes. But if you're not, if you have no idea where you're profitable and you're spinning your wheels going, okay, cool, I sold 30 houses this year and I'm making less than before. What is going on? Yeah. I mean, it's a really common thing for uh, real estate agents or other entrepreneurs. I've coached many other entrepreneurs in different spaces as well to say, you know, I had a good year this last year, but I don't have much to show for it. I have no idea where it went. Yeah. That's a very defeating, very... Um, demotivating place to be because why do you get excited to move into the new year to go do what you did if you don't have anything to show for it? Right. Um, and it's just a lack of focus. It's a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of awareness. And if you can change that in your business or your life, you will make some very different decisions that are going to impact you. I honestly believe that even bookkeeping for personal is really critical for business owners. Um, you know, Chris and I do both personal and business not because we can't figure out our own personal finances more because it creates an accountability and awareness around it by somebody else, a third party right. that is more impactful for us. And then we take it more seriously. So anything that you can do just to level yourself up with more accountability yeah. and more awareness around anything in your life, including your finances, I think is a very good thing. Yep. And the one last thing I'll add, because I've, I've seen this is a lot of people think, well, okay, that makes sense, but I'm going to wait until I get to this point in my business to implement that. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, I don't think that's the right move. I think that if you need to make a change or understand where you're at, it needs to be now. Yeah. So anything else you want to add? No, I mean, there's no better time than any sort of change than now. And I think if it's just an excuse, like I'll wait till later when I really need it. Well, you could be where you want to be much faster if you started it now in most situations, whether we're talking bookkeeping or something else. Right. So I think we just have to remove those um, what are called limiting beliefs or excuses, because that's just an excuse and we need to get into some sort of action. So there's ways that you can start easing into some of these things. And um, But I would encourage you to just be looking at your finances, talking about your finances and thinking about your strategic moves more. I'm excited to read the book. I'm going to buy the book and uh, read it because I have to read a lot of books in 75 hard. So yep. uh, that'll be one of mine. Awesome. Um, and then just quick reminder for you guys, if you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe to to our show Go check out our Facebook group and then submit any topics um, or guests that you'd like to see us have on the show so that we can tailor it to you. Awesome. Be sure to subscribe and we'll see you in the Facebook group. Okay. Bye. See ya.